You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is uh, Seminarian Stephen Vetter. Uh, we're on Real Presence Live. Um, and we're uh, broadcasting from Tioga, North Dakota, um, St. Thomas Parish. Um, and so what we're going to talk about in this segment um, is one of my favorite subjects. It's one of America's favorite pastimes, rodeo, rodeo. Um, and so uh, I have a great love for rodeo. Uh, I grew up as a little boy uh, standing alongside the chutes with my dad, idolizing the cowboys and the cowgirls and uh and uh, yeah, just getting a rush uh, from all of the excitement of rodeo. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to a rotary, rodeo in Blaze. Was it Blaisdell? This yeah, summer? Blaisdell. And we're going to be going to one this weekend in Ray, actually, for the Grain Palace days or whatever. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's fun to go to a rodeo once in a while. And Stephen loves them, so definitely we'll be going again. So and, and Stephen and Father, uh, we have a couple special guests with us that mm-hmm. have a rodeo history. Um, we have Gary Tesher. Welcome, Gary. Hey, uh, good morning. Good morning. And Jolene Obergewich. Yep, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So they have a special story for us. Uh, Gary, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, we have Home on the Range uh, rodeo this weekend. Um, actually, tomorrow, yes. Yes. What time does it start, Gary? It starts at 1. Uh, there's some... Pre-rodeo activities that are going to start at 12.30, but National Anthem and Rodeo starts at 1, Mountain Time. Okay. And, uh, Gary, give us a little history on this. It was your dad and your uncle, right, that kind of got this going? Yeah, my dad, Jim, and Uncle Tom, and Ray Snell from Dickinson. Uh, This was their their scheme or their plan, and uh, they had their first match bronc riding in 1957. 1957. Wow, that it's so. We've been going for how long here? Well, this is our 64th. So <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So and and uh, your your dad and your uncle both have passed on. Now. Yes. And so you and some of the other Teshers and a few other people are keeping this going. Yes, um, my cousin Ted and I are on the committee and. Um, few years ago when Ted asked me to be on the committee, I I thought, well, I don't, because of the family tradition, I don't really have any choice. So, uh, <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> here we are. So so in God's grace, you said yes, because <laughs> you just yeah. didn't see that no happening. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yep. So, um, you know, there's a little story. to, to We need to go back in time here, uh, 64 years ago. Uh, that first rodeo when you when I was visiting with you, um, it, it wasn't uh, so beautiful that day. You know they had their first one in May. Um, I don't recall what date in May, but um, I was you know I remember it. I was I guess I was five years old then, um, but as as pretty darn cold and a low cloud ceiling. And it wasn't raining, and I don't remember much wind, but it was cold enough so that uh, cowboys built a fire behind the chutes so they could stay warm. <laughs> yeah, so and, we're, we're talking it was like uh, out there, um, just like being on that ranch and, and uh, 
breathing all the elements. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just like it is now. It's out west. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that deal in May, then they, they switched it till uh, like the first weekend in August. Probably we'll a little wiser. Yeah, a little wiser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little more beauty with the fall and a little bit more warm. Yeah, yeah a little, only took one time to figure that out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, Gary, what, what did um, uh, your dad, Jim, and your uncle Tom, and um, uh, did you, uh, Mr. Schnell, uh, what, what, what was on their minds and their hearts when they wanted to do some giving for God? Well, they were just, they were just wanting to, uh, you know, do a good fundraiser for Home on the Range. That was their primary goal, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that was that was basically it. Um, yeah. And it started out then. It was see, North Dakota had several top bronc riders, so it started out then. Uh, five guys from North Dakota against uh, five of the top guys in the world. Um, so it went that way for several years, and then. Um, some of North Dakota Cowboys retired or whatever, so it just turned into a match for, you know, for the, the world, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. So right. Bring some of the best in. Yep. Um, and when we had our, our 50th, um, whatever that was, 14 years ago, um, every world champion except one had ridden here. Wow. That's, well, that's an amazing cool. history. Yeah, that's amazing history. Mm-hmm. Now, some of these cowboys they get together in Medora, right? Or where, well, where do you, where do they get together and have like a Calcutta? Well, the Calcutta is tonight in Medora, and that is for the long go. Okay. Um, and there's see, there's thirty for thirty two guys entered, and and we'll do that Calcutta tonight. It starts at six at the Cowboy Hall of Fame. Or actually, there's uh, some food first or meal and then then the calcutta um and then uh tomorrow uh we calcutta the short go which is you know we don't know who that's going to be until after the long go is complete and then we calcutta those top 12 guys okay and go from there and you know we we say the word calcutta um, and a lot of people probably think of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. <laughs> so, can you can you give us <laughs> can you give us a little definition of what Calcutta is? Well, it's just an auction, is what it is, mm-hmm. and um, they uh, um, just auction off the cowboys uh, one at a time, and and it can be uh, an in- individual or a group of people or a business or whatever, whatever and they just bid on them, and then the, and then the 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 high you know the high winner whatever you call it not winner but the person that bids the most and they have that cowboy and and then uh they hope that he uh does good tomorrow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so so these cowboys um you know we're talking about good and and giving um and all this what what is the it that Gary, that makes the cowboy and makes them want to come. Like you said, from the world, from the world, they come to North Dakota to this home on the range. So, what is this it that they've got that they share with all of us? Well, you know, and, and um, before we were uh, sanctioned by the PRCA, um, of course, the guys wanted to win money, but um, uh, they came 
for uh, just to help home the range out. And I remember one year when uh, Larry Mahan was here, he might have been here more than one, but the, the year he won it, I remember he, he gave him his check and he just signed it on the back and handed it back to him. Wow. And uh, these, these guys know that, um, you know, what this is going to. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, we... We put up a lot of money, but um, that's not the only draw, and I don't know which one's more important to them, but they both are. Yeah, good deal. So this uh, home on the range, can you describe that to us? We're on the radio, so we can't really see a picture. We're not on TV. Um, this home on the range was started by a priest? Was it? A- yeah. Father Cassidy, in 1949, um, he got this started, and by... Uh, some people read about read about what his plan was, so they deeded uh, the, their land to uh, home and home and range, or to start home and range. And um, um, it just so 1950, they um, took on the or had the first kids there, first residence. And um, yeah, that just it just uh, uh, east of. Beach, just a ranch there, you know, and the kids there, and they do. Well, they go to school in the wintertime, but summertime, they just kind of like any other ranch. They do ranch chores and stuff like that. Okay. And, and Jolene, uh, we have you present. Welcome. Thank you. And Jolene, can you expand on that a little bit for us? Uh, like, um, does uh, the bishop come and visit you guys? Because um, it's part of our diocese, our Catholic diocese. And and uh, a little bit about how the the youth come to you and how they're involved. Okay, yeah. Um, so the bishop is the president of our board of directors. And he's a, he's a big rodeo fan himself. And so each year he's usually here to, uh, you know, watch and participate. And I think he only missed one year. <laughs> but the, the children that come to us, um, they've, they've had some um, hurt, uh, some trauma, and um, they're ages 12 to 18, boys and girls. And, and some of the issues they've had to deal with are really traumatic, things that have happened to them, or they've witnessed um, hor- horrific things that have happened around them, you know, a, p- a parent being hurt or abused or even incarcerated. And even now at 2020, we are seeing uh, a lot of these children that don't ha- get meals, they're not getting fed three times a day, they don't have clean clothes, uh, they're certainly not getting any medical help or, or dental help. Uh, there's no parental supervision, and so they're basically trying to just live. And so they come to home on the range, and it really is our wholesome environment and the ranch and the animals. That is all part of their programming, and and we do actually call that um, animal-assisted therapy because we have the horses, we have dogs, and they're out doing, you know, getting doing some work with the hay, uh, feeding the animals, taking care of them. Uh, so that's all therapeutic and all part of their therapy just to help them heal those hurt wounds and so that they can return back to their communities and families. Yes. So um, do they get to participate in this rodeo too? Is that part of uh, therapy for them? Because they, they have chores, uh, of course. And right. so they start working. So what does this rodeo do for them? You know, this is a, a big deal for them. When they um, 
see that the cowboys are coming here. They don't actually participate in the event itself because it is a PRCA event. But right now they're really busy putting up uh, the banners, doing a lot of the painting of the fences, um, you know, helping get some of those square bales hauled down for the horses. And uh, yesterday I was down with the boys and there was half of them that had cowboy hats on. And Brad Germanson showed up, and they just thought that was the coolest thing because, you know, here's a real cowboy right here. And when you talk to the kids that they get to just watch this and that they're doing it for them, they're, they just really can't put their hand, head around that. And I was talking to a young lady that's with us, and she actually asked me, she goes, you mean all these people come because they care about us, that they, they come here to raise money for us? And I said, yes, that's, that's why we do this. And so for that, the kids, you know, that's really something that they realize that all of these people are, are willing to give something of themselves to help our kids. Uh, that's, that's really tremendous to them. means a lot. Yeah, that's great. Jolene, this is Stephen uh, speaking with you here. I have a, a quick question. You know, like as a boy uh, growing up, you know, I used to um, look to cowboys um, Kind of like we looked to firemen or police officers, right? That I wanted to be a cowboy someday. Mm-hmm. Um, so do the kids, um, do they have some of those same uh, dreams or aspirations when they see, uh, you know, some of these great athletes or cowboys um, that are out there for the rodeo? I, I believe they do because um, they see that it's a good, wholesome life. It's a good way to live. Um, it's, you know, the Western being really Western and cowboyish. And um, many of them, I don't know if they say they were going to go be cowboy, but they do want to learn to be a rancher or a vet to work with animals, to be around horses. And and it makes a lasting impression. We still get calls from former residents that say, hey, I was back here in 1976, and, and I remember going to the match. That was a big deal. So it leaves a, last, a lifelong impression on them. If I can add to what Jolene mentioned earlier is... Uh I get a kick out of when we're getting ready for the rodeo and, and or, or during. But these uh, kids there, they're all just wide-eyed looking at those cowboys. Kind of get a kick out of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gary, what, um, with that, um, what, have you ever heard any of the world cowboys mention um, something that struck to them that just changed them? Like, were any of them reserved when they came, and all of a sudden, boom, you could just see they changed? Seeing these you know, kids? I guess not really um, that I know of or that I can remember. I know, uh, matter of fact, uh, Sean Davis, who is general manager of the NFR, um, and a friend of mine, he texted me last week and said he had a lot of good... We tried to get him to come, but he had a prior commitment, but he said, I have a lot of good memories at home to range. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And and I do know that the Cowboys do change when they come here. Uh, Zeke Thurston was a winner, and once he learned about, you know, why he's here to raise money for Home on the Range, he actually gave us a very substantial donation back uh-huh. to help the kids. Yeah. Oh, that's Good. amazing. Now, Jolene, is it only the North Dakota, you have to be a North, in North Dakota to come to this uh, Boys and Girls Home on the Range? 
Oh, no, not at all. In fact, uh, recently we've been seeing a lot of children being referred to us from out of state. Okay. Um, and they kind of get into North Dakota somehow, whether a foster family or with a relative or things like that. But we are cer- certainly open to children outside of the state as well. Um, our goal is and the mission is just to give them the services, the, the uh, support, um, the empathy, the care, the guidance and structure that they need to put them on a good path to life. Julian, do you have a story to share with us uh, of inspiration of anyone, you know, do the children, they must change or grow or, you know, what, what, what happens to them? The, the best reward for us is to see the change in the kids, and we could see it physically. And I have lots of stories, but I was recently with a young lady. Uh, we went and spoke to a group. And unfortunately, she's been um, a victim of sex trafficking and physical abuse since the age of three. And she's had a really, really tough time. But the, the really amazing thing about this young lady is her strength and faith. And even when things were going bad, she said, well, God will help me. God will help me. He will. And she said in her speech, he eventually brought me back to home on the range. And um, she ended up going back therapy and working out through her things and she'll say the men drugs and alcohol were my counterfeit god but i knew that god was there and i just had to find a way and i'm going to quote from her now and this is right from her her testimony and she says i am now at home in the range i'm still healing from my trauma i know that god is a god of second chances and that god has not given up on me god has a plan for me at home in the range i am going to church prayer group and bible studies and like Romans eight twenty eight, we know all things will work together for good to those who love God, and it can redeem my life and help others, end quote. Uh, so that's one of the magical things that happens out here at Home on the Range. Um, our spiritual department is really um, one of the comp- main components that helps our kids heal because, you know, uh, we, for us as staff, we forgive, we don't judge the kids, and, and that's what Jesus teaches us to do. And once they have that seed and we can plant that, they will grow into be wonderful young men and women. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Gary and Jolene, for being with us today. And I just want to announce also that if anyone is in need of a ticket, if you would like to call 701 629 9937 again 701 629 9937 we have a couple tickets and uh, with that we're going to go back to our home office there and Eli what do we have going on hey thanks Lauren great show got another great one coming up on Monday 9 to 11 a.m. central right here on the Real Presence Radio Network it'll be hosted by Janine Bitson and Paul Braun coming to you from Rose Creek Golf Course here in Fargo North Dakota We'll start off the show with Steve Shans talking about golfing for a good cause. Then Brady Bordesland, Director of Youth Ministry for the Diocese of Fargo, will talk about his new role, Ministering to the Youth. And you won't want to miss our interview with Bishop Don- John Folda of the Diocese of Fargo, talking about strengthening our youth and seminarians to face the challenges of this time. All that and so much more is coming up on our next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Monday morning, on location, Rose Creek Golf Course here in Fargo. Right back to you. 
Thank you, Eli. Wow. So we have a weekend of rodeo and golf, ladies and gentlemen, and it all has to do with God outdoors. Absolutely. So, so let's get outdoors this weekend, Yes, Father. and give God all the glory and thanks for his, the beauty of his creation. Right? Yes, yes. So, Stephen over there, you're going to be going back to Rome. Yep. I, I, uh, so I leave um, August 16th, um, the day after I make uh, my consecration. Here at the uh, here at the parish, uh, but yeah. So hopefully we we make it back safe. We have to be tested for coronavirus before we leave. When we um, land in Rome, and then we have to do a two week quarantine and uh, start off the way? year the right way. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's great. So, wow, what blessings! The consecration to send you on your way. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, um, Father, you get to be head of this consecration. Yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, lead it, I guess. Lead the prayer. We'll do. Yeah. Well, we'll have the mass because it's Our Lady's feast day, so uh, it's a holy day of obligation. Okay. So we will have okay. mass, and uh, for those who participated after mass, we'll pray the consecration prayer together and things like that. So, yeah. 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 So, um, with that consecration, is there uh, a visible sign? That is there like a like you know we well, wear the scapular? Not or tech- like I mean, that, or? there is. I mean, people do certain things, but there's not like a required. I mean. I, if anything, I would say it's just people pray the rosary daily after they, you know, okay. that it becomes a habit. But okay. uh, I've seen younger people who will wear like a chain around their wrist, you know, to say they're consecrated to Mary. And some people might wear a miraculous medal or uh, something like that or a scapular. I guess, I guess I've seen wrist saint. Yeah. Wrist. Yeah. So, see, so sometimes people will do things like that just to kind of show it. It's like a, they're taking us seriously, right? It's kind of like. Kind of like a marriage, you could say, making a vow, right? I'm going to stay close to Mary. She's going to lead me to Jesus. And so, yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. And stay uh, close to uh, Mary and God, and God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.